Welcome everyone to the MyLink Deep Dive. I am Michael DeLulio, and thank you so much for tuning in. You know, Paychex is proud to join every March in the celebration of Women's History Month. You know, we have so many women to thank for the success Paychex has enjoyed in the company's first 50 years, from innovators to leaders, partners, you know, and more, without whom we would not be where we are today. And you know, we have our company-wide Women's History Month event coming up in a few weeks here, and we're going to have great stories to share throughout the month. Today, I've got the pleasure of sitting down with an accomplished leader at Paychex in Nicole Cesar, who's an HR services region manager. You know, welcome to the show, Nicole. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Let me start kind of how I always do. Can you just tell everyone how long have you been with Paychex and kind of just a little bit about your career path here? Sure. I actually just celebrated my 17-year anniversary last week, which um, is just wild to me. Uh, but it's been a fun journey. So I have spent my entire career in HR services. I started as a um, HR services area manager and then about seven years ago went into the region manager role. And you're, you're based in California, is that right? I am, which is normally sunny Southern California, but we've had um, unusual amount of rain lately, which is welcomed. I was going to ask, what's... Um where do the businesses that you kind of oversee, where are they located geographically? Are they kind of right near you or how far does that spread your territory that you kind of oversee? Um, I have the pleasure of supporting businesses across the entire US, U.S. So recently, HR services went through segmentation and I cover the micro segment. So those are our businesses with zero to nine employees, uh, which is honestly a, a passion of mine because I grew up uh, the daughter of a small business owner, so now being able to give back to those same types of businesses is really rewarding. Yeah, yeah, I can understand the passion. What what did your what did your family's business do? So my dad owned a mechanic shop um, specializing in foreign auto repair. Uh, my dad is originally from Hungary, so um, yeah, it, it was awesome. It was kind of the uh, come to America you know, immigrant story and one that I'm extremely proud to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's awesome. And I, I'm glad to have you be the one to kind of weigh in um, and, and just hear from someone like yourself as we're celebrating Women's History Month at Paychex in the month of March. And I want to start with, I mean, you mentioned uh, things you're, we can be proud of. And sure. I'd like to start with just your reaction to, um, we noted in the, the March DEI and Employee Experience newsletter that the Paychex Charitable Foundation had made a donation to Girls Who Code. Uh, which is a nonprofit organization. And what they do is focus on, you know, when they're in school age, kind of working with young women and girls to pursue a career uh, in the technology areas or computer sciences. Uh, and obviously, Paychex has those things within our company, of course. Um, when you heard about that or even just sitting here today, what, what does that donation or kind of the mission of Girls Who Code, what does that mean to you? Um, I, I'm extremely proud of it, but it also, I think, brings to light that, you know, really careers should have no gender associated with them. And so until we reach that point, kind of equality in, in um, job roles, it's important that we put extra time, attention, money, such as donations um, to programs and organizations like that. So, you know, we can introduce it to the next generation or the next, you know, workforce. Yeah, no, Absolutely. So the, the United States theme for this month is the women who tell our stories. And it's gotten a lot of good discussions started around, you know, whether it be just storytellers or, or kind of influential women in, in history. And 
I love having conversations with people about the media they consume, whether it's books or podcasts or what have you, videos. Are there, you know, what influencers that you would recommend if someone wanted to have a listen to, hey, this is a business leader that's really left an impression on me or uh, is super entertaining author that I read. Is there anything that comes to mind that you'd recommend to anybody? Yeah. So it's funny. Um, when you reached out to me about this and I saw the women who tell our stories, I almost paused for a second because I thought of traditional books. And I was like, do people even read anymore? <laughs> because we get our content in so many different uh, various ways, right? Um, uh, me being one of them. And I have found my attention span has shortened with today's technological age. Uh, but I do have a few favorites that I find myself either rereading or referring a lot to others when people ask for recommendations. Um, and one of them on the top of my list is an author uh, by the name of Amy Cuddy, who is a social psychologist, and she's the author of a great book titled Presence, Bringing Your Boldest Self to Your Biggest Challenges. And I always want to bring my boldest self to anything I do. Um, and in it, she talks about how body language affects how others see us, but more importantly, how it can also change how we see ourselves. So if you've ever heard of the term power posing, my personal favorite happens to be the Wonder Woman pose. That's Amy Cuddy. Um, and it basically is a practice of, you know, standing in a posture of confidence, even when we don't feel that confident and how it can have an impact on our feelings of confidence and um, ultimately have an impact on the outcome or, or change chances for success. Um, so for those who aren't big readers, she also has a fabulous TED Talk, which is about 20 minutes and basically the Cliff Notes version of the book. So highly recommend that one. Um, I also have a newer favorite. She, uh, excuse me, her name is Anne Shen, and she is an amazing illustrator and writer based out of Los Angeles. And I love her work because it really transcends the ages. She has... Um, she writes about women's history in such a beautiful way that, you know, I have it as a coffee table book because I'm a 40 something year old woman that still likes picture books. Um, but it also resonates with my 18 year old daughter, but I also give it as baby shower gifts. So, you know, those who are having new children can introduce women's history in such a way that is consumable even for, you know, our younger generation. And of her books, I have three favorites. There's one called Revolutionary Women, 50 Women of Color Who Reinvented the Rules. Uh, there's also one titled Nevertheless, She Wore It, 50 Iconic Fashion Moments. And then uh, my third favorite is Bad Girls Throughout History, 100 Remarkable Women Who Changed the World. You know, and what I'd love to do is um, even get links to whether it's, you know, link to a book on Amazon or a TED Talk on YouTube and uh, share those with people kind of in the comment section of the episode. I'll, I'll remember to um, look those up or grab them from you after we're done with today's conversation, but I'm sure others would want to check that out. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I have to say, too, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the many women who um, are both published and unpublished who share content on platforms such as, you know, um, articles or blogs or even LinkedIn posts, and they use their voices for very important topics such as, you know, mental health or imposter syndrome and put themselves out there to normalize what it is to be a woman in today's society and, and workforce. Um, those are equally important and I think um, hit the masses more than maybe, you know, the traditional book would. So um, highly recommend those. A few of my favorite, I can send you those lists too, but Natasha Bowman or Jai Vargas, Madison Butler, uh, Stacey Gordon, Barbie Winterbottom. There's a, a long list of pretty impactful women that I like to 
um, read frequently. Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you mine, and this isn't even like my favorite female author. It's like my favorite business influencer, period, who I've read several books is um, Cy Wakeman is somebody that Paychex yeah. has worked with. I saw her speak at Sherm probably 2017, 18 or so, and just talks about eliminating drama in the workplace, uh, recognizing the role your own ego plays as a professional, and um, just self-reflecting and having high accountability and those type of just good soft skills type of things. So it sounds like you're familiar. I, I really like her though. Yeah. Um, she's also a favorite of mine and it's funny, like when you think about ego and just the role, um, both negatively and positively it can have on us. And I think about just myself and my development in my career and the fear of feedback sometimes because of that ego getting in, in the way. I have like several passages of her highlighted that I go back to on a regular basis to basically check myself. Uh, so yeah, I agree. She's a great one. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I love sharing her, her work with people. Um, let's, let's shift gears a tiny bit and talk about your, sure. your personal, I guess, people you've been surrounded by in your life, whether it's at work or family. Um, who kind of comes to the top of mind right away when I ask about who's inspired you to be the leader or the professional that you are today? Um, sure. So this might sound a little odd, but it was almost the opposite of inspiration. Um, so when I first got into the workforce, I had a leader, or I guess I can refer to her as a manager who I will uh, leave unnamed, not at paychecks, but she scared the heck out of me. <laughs> so I remember just being led from this point of fear and thinking to myself, this person is having so much impact on me um, and in a negative way. And so, you know, I almost vowed to myself at that point that I'm going to go into leadership and have a positive impact, right? So you control so much of a person's life just by, you know, being their leader and controlling their life. Sounds harsh. That's not what I mean. Have, you know, impact and direction on their life um, when you are a leader, a manager in a workforce. So, you know, I remember her to this day and always hold her in my head of things I want to do differently because um, I believe everyone deserves an amazing leader to help guide them in, in the right way. So, yeah, kind of opposite of inspiration, but got me to where I am. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost like you you when you're an intern and maybe you learn what you don't want to do for your career, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah, and the other thing I was thinking about when you mentioned it was, you know, you you kind of when you interact with different people, you take the things that you want to kind of borrow for yourself and you leave the things that you don't. Yeah, absolutely. What factors would you say? I'm thinking about um whether whether someone is in a leadership role, or maybe they're an entrepreneur, maybe they're just an individual, not just, maybe they're an individual contributor at paychecks or somewhere else. What factors do you think impact a woman's ability to lead others or to be successful in more of an IC role? Um, are there things that come to mind right away um, or things that you know we could use more of? Yeah. Um, I'll start by saying I don't think this is you know, exclusive to women, but I think all leaders need to create an environment of psych psychological safety to start with that, you know, builds trust and allows people to be their best selves and produce their best work. Um, and, you know, I will add to that, that includes holding people accountable, right? So if you're truly going to develop people and people can count on you for genuine feedback, um, you need to establish that trust as a baseline. You know, I think about going back to that same manager that scared me. 
um, I didn't have that trust or that feeling of safety and it inhibited me at the time. I, I feel from, you know, being the, the best I could be. Um, so I think, you know, we need to start with that. <clears throat> um, and then, and then I would add, you know, confidence. We, especially as women can doubt ourselves and our abilities sometimes. Um, and then the ego can get in the way. So you're not receptive to that feedback, at, you know, whether you're an individual contributor, an entrepreneur or a leader. Um, so, you know, we need to surround ourselves with people who have confidence in us and build our confidence um, so we can in turn have confidence in ourselves. And I think that's that's the perfect segue into slightly different look at it that I was going to ask you about. When you think about, you know, how the role of mentoring in a company or slightly different, even just sponsoring someone you work with, which is maybe there's not a formal mentor-mentee relationship, but... You know, when you're in a room that person's not even in, you speak their name, you speak highly of the work that they do. Um, where where can we do a, an even better job of that for our, our women colleagues, whether it's uh, you as a woman or even men like myself who want to be a, a great ally? I think we need to do a better job at proactively identifying the potential and then reaching out to those people to develop the talent and the confidence, right? So I think about some of our people who are traditionally seen as the high potentials or the extroverts. It's those same people that get the same attention, right? But there are a ton of talented people that may not have the confidence yet, but they have the potential. So we need to do a better job of, you know, leaning into those people, helping them recognize that they have the potential and then putting the time into developing them to get them there. Yeah. And the last thing I was going to, I was going to ask you is if, you know, if there's people, you know, listening, maybe it's, um, you know, fresh out of college, someone starting their career as a woman, they're looking for, Hey, here, what can I learn from someone who's done this successfully 17 years in the business? Um, not to boil 17 years down to like one, you know, <laughs> gem of wisdom. So maybe, maybe you have a couple if you'd like to share them, but what's like the most important thing, lesson you've learned or piece of advice that you'd give somebody? Um, be kind to yourself. <laughs> You're going to mess up. The leader I was when I first started, you know, 17 years ago is not the person I am today. I made a lot of mistakes along the way. Um, and surround yourself with people who are going to provide feedback, both positive and constructive, or else you won't get any better, right? If you surround yourself with yes people, right? They won't give you honest feedback. If you surround yourself with negative people, then you won't um, be able to blossom the way you know you could or live up to your potential. Um, but yeah, I, you know we are our own worst critics, <laughs> and we can beat ourselves up worse than anyone else. And you know it's it's a journey, and so kindness um, to yourself, I, I would say, is the the number one rule for me. And to others, <laughs> give give others grace as well. Others people will mess up and. How do we lift each other up instead of putting each other down? Yeah, that's a beautiful sentiment. Um, anything I didn't ask you about, if any any thoughts about the month in general or, or things that are important to you that you want to kind of share with anyone listening right now? Yeah, I mean, the one thing I add is I love women's history because I think women are amazing, period, right? End of sentence. But you know, I also think about, you know, this month, looking back at last month with Black history that, you know, we have to have these types of months because we aren't represented the way we should in the tell of history, right? So 
until we get to a point where we can stop saying things like girl boss or CEO or, you know, have to have these months. Um, I think we all hold a responsibility to including it year round as a part of our collective history, as a part of, you know, just waiting for um, women's history or black history or, you know, insert any of the history months there. Um, I, I think that's really important. And it's not something, you know, for women to achieve. You, you called yourself Mike, Michael an ally, which I appreciate. Um, we need to collectively, you know, bring the underrepresented populations into the full tell of our history because it's all our history. Yeah, beautifully, beautifully said. Nothing to add to that from me. Well, um, Nicole, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and, you know, being part of kind of the fabric of Women's History Month uh, this year at Paychex. Loved hearing from you and kind of all the all the wisdom that you can share from Paychex and, and elsewhere. So thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. This is fun. All right, everybody, we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening and have a great day. This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2023. All rights reserved.